Hello and welcome to the Zero to Hero Comics Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Max. And my name's Jordan. And this is a podcast where three friends talk about comic books. So, how has everyone's week been, guys? Yeah, good. Been doing a lot of reading up for our future Pride Month um, episode. Some in- really interesting stuff, actually, that obviously we can't wait to share with everyone. Yeah, there's a lot of characters I'm not overly familiar with. I, I, I've watched a few Star Wars movies, but uh, Dr. Afra, zero knowledge before I started researching. Um, my week's been okay. I've got a cone on the head of one of my dogs at the moment because he's been chewing his foot. But other than that, getting by. Very nice. Well, you had it on. You were wearing, you no, were wearing cone your of, cone of shame. Cone of shame for him. He keeps chewing his foot. Fair <laughs> idea. That's I am... Um, I've not been chewing my feet this week. I, I this week, <laughs> yeah, just this week. Um, what have I been doing? Yeah. I don't really know. I don't know what day it is anymore. Um, I've been really busy at work. Um, I've booked myself a haircut. Um, so looking forward to going back to my old hairstyle. I think. Um, and yeah. Not a lot happening, to be honest. It's payday tomorrow, and I've literally just made myself dinner out of whatever's left in my cupboard, which wasn't a lot. So, roll on tomorrow. No, that's fair play. I know what you mean. It's payday for me tomorrow, and I'm like, I can't wait. Um, but as we mentioned last week, we have a guest this week. Woo-hoo. We are joined by our good friend, Tom McCrill, who is also one of the biggest Star Wars fans I know. Say hi, Tom. Hey! Our resident expert, <laughs> yeah, our resident Star Wars guy. I'm going to ask you all the questions, Tom, because oh. I'm not very familiar with Star Wars. Neither am I. I know nothing. I'm very excited. Nothing. I feel it's well. Very, very let's start with one question. Let's start with one Star Wars question for Adam. Out of the nine kind of classic Star Wars movies, how many have you seen? There were nine. <laughs> um, there I are saw, nine. I saw episode one, which I know is the fourth film. Is that so the you only one you've seen? That's the only one I've seen. Really? I, I didn't even watch it all the way through because you know me in Star Wars, I got a little bit, you know, nauseous. Oh yeah, I have heard about this. Yeah, first seasick. Yes, I get. Did you say seasick, Tom? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean that motion sickness. <laughs> yeah, I get motion sick. <laughs> He's on the high. He's on the high seas. Off what from month. from like from the spaceships flying? Like, are, are you saying you get spacesick? Yes, although I've never been to actual space myself. But yes, I can't watch it. It just makes me feel rubbish. Oh. So, so yeah, I just I don't partake in any Star Wars. Plus, I don't like it. So, but surely that must happen in other films, though. It can't happen just in Star Wars. It must happen in like yeah, know. Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> Tommy, if you've listened to this podcast, Adam doesn't watch a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I am the zero element of the podcast. That's why I'm here. Because I know nothing. If it's in like if it's in the general public zeitgeist of people knowing things, Adam doesn't know it. So that is pretty much it. Unless it's from Australia I mean, or on Channel Five, then I've not got a clue. Yeah. That does limit it a lot. But Tom, obviously speaking of Star Wars, what did you ask us to read and talk about in our Pride Month series? So I asked you to talk about, uh, to read um, Dr. Afra, um, who is a character that I only very recently discovered um, and was very excited to find out that she is 
um, Star Wars first LGBT character um, that is actually a main character. Um, and I think that's the most important thought point that um, I think it was like a big thing for Star Wars because um, beforehand any LGBT character, uh, especially in recent times, is, has been sort of a, a, a side character um, and, you know, the big, in particular, the big gay kiss in um, Rise of Skywalker was done by uh, a really small cameo character. Um, so, yeah, it is quite exciting to uh, have a main a main character within the canon. Um, and Tom, is she a main character in, in the recent... I haven't seen any of the recent movies. I, I'm... I'm afraid I I must admit to that. Is she a so, main character in the movies, or is she comic only at the moment? She's comic only at mm-hmm. the moment, but there she's one of these characters that um, keeps uh, the the Star Wars community very often um, are sort of the rumors fly around that she is going to be um, included in one of the future projects, mm-hmm. um, and you know I, it's one of these characters that she could appear anywhere um particularly you know she she sits within the bit after clone wars um and before um the um the original three films so mm-hmm. um so yeah she could appear anywhere because potentially she she's quite young um in that time period so she could she could appear um, in anything that happens after that as well um so yeah she's the potentially i mean she's one of these people that uh, characters that every time a new um star wars franchise thing comes out it's like oh dr Afra is going to appear um she hasn't yet but you know with all the reveal character reveals that have only ever been in the cartoons or the comics um in recent um, months in particular with Mandalorian and um, the characters they're revealing you know potentially she is she is someone who I think may appear at some point so, so watch this space kind of person yeah yeah definitely watch this space for Dr. Afra. and then what's the second I mean, issue as well because you that was only the first one wasn't it that was issue one you've 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 told us about so there's issue one and um I said about issue 16 which is probably the most important um of the issues um but the um yeah so i i've sort of done a bit of a a a reread of issue 16 um this week um where her big her first big um gay kiss happens Mm -hmm. um so um issue one i mean obviously what what's quite clear um even with the comics is that there's always been a bit of a reluctancy within the star wars universe um to to have an lgbt character um as a main character and come to the forefront of um what whatever that that part of the franchise is and um you know the first she she was introduced um originally as um, someone who was hired by Doc, uh, by Darth Vader, um, and when the Darth Vader comics came out, um, there she was introduced. I think it was 
uh, maybe issue three, I think, um, as um, a character who um, was hired by Darth Vader to find certain important artifacts um, relating to sort of the Jedi Order, etc. Um, and she ended up, um, he ends up trying to kill her. And he turns against her and ends up blasting her into space because he, we, in the good part of Darth Vader that's there, he physically can't kill her with a with a lightsaber. Um, that's, that's really sad to hear. I, I I was doing some research and isn't and from from what I've read, is, is there not a scene where she specifically says, "Don't do that to her"? Like I request that that is not the way I go because yeah. I have nightmares about it. Yeah, and you know he physically, you know the the Anakin Skywalker part of Darth Vader feels he just can't do that he has to um you know listen to her request and just literally launches her into space um and but you know start the uh kieran gillen who wrote um dr afro i think it was such a popular character within the darth vader series um that he it, it was really obvious that um, she needed her own series and actually um, Marvel who produced the um, Star Wars comics um, basically said that you know we are going to create this but it was, a, it was a huge gamble for them a huge huge gamble um, so they um, that the original idea was that you know every comic has got some kind of character that we know from the the, the fil- from the films mm. so there's like some it there's some sort of selling point um but her comic was the first comic that actually had a character or characters that um no one had met before um and it was you know it was a comic a character that, that only existed within the within the comic books and um but she was an incredibly popular character within those Darth Vader comics. Um, but I, I, I feel, as sort of having read it a couple of times now, that you know she essentially that they had to, you know, she, it's a gamble of that having a comic um, that hasn't got any known characters in it, and also then to make it um, complete just have this lgbt agenda placed on it right from the beginning they i think star wars have always been very nervous about doing that and that's quite obvious from the comics i mean from issue one the only um lgbt tile the the scene that actually happens is a very very brief kiss between um two historical characters on a hologram and you know, if it was a live action thing, it would you know it'd be a blink and you miss it kind of moment. Um, but it definitely sort of introduces some of the things that I think you know Kieran Gillen was really, really, really interested in trying to bring into the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I agree, and I think Kieran Gillen he's such a good writer, especially like just the way this flows, like it just seems like a conversation. And also, I feel like. Obviously, it caters to people like you, Tom, who love a bit of Star Wars. Mm. But I jumped in. I mean, I like Star Wars. I've seen the movies. But I didn't feel intimidated reading it. I kind of jumped in. And I was like, I quite like that. I like the fact that, like you said, there's no 
oh look there's you know there's Luke there's Leia there's none of that but I feel like that's the kind of magic of Star Wars is that you can almost just one of the rooms from Star Wars everyone seems to know it and it gives you that vibe which I think is just really really good but I mean yeah as an issue itself no go on no sorry I was gonna say you know I think what Kieran on that point but Kieran Gillen has done really well which makes him such a great writer is that he's played on what um is comfortable for star wars fans so dr afra as a character i mean there's a little bit of indiana jones there um oh yeah there, and there's a little bit of um han solo in there as well you know she she is the female version of han solo yeah that that cheeky so arm. much cooler <laughs> yeah so, so much, much cooler. cooler so much cooler um that you know she she she's got that vibe about her which is which is common to us within the star wars universe and um you know the, the introduction of um bt and um triple zero the droids they are basically just evil c3po and r2d2 yeah, um, I was. I re- They were part of my favorite bit when I read that. I was like, they're just like murder bots, full on, and mm. a little bit scary. I mean, Adam, obviously for you, did you find this daunting of reading these? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say daunting. Um, I was just like, well, beforehand. So, so listeners, we, I. I was just told that we I was going to be reading something called Dr. Afra, And then as soon as I opened it up and I was like, Star Wars, my heart sank. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, great. Okay, I need to get on board with this. You can get so, motion um, sick from the, uh, from the panel. <laughs> oh, that, that's the first thing that crossed my mind was the motion sickness. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's... I mean, the only things that I really recognised were the 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 ones that looked like C three PO and R two D two, but weren't. Um, and yeah, I um... I suppose that's what what we're saying is that you know someone like you who has got very little sort of connection to the Star Wars universe that actually having those things is what's going to draw you in to the story is going to draw you into that to that issue. Um, and yeah, then I-, I guess so. I mean, I, I don't think it was going to draw me in as such. Um, um, but yeah, I, I completely get that, that. There's some familiarity there to get someone. I think maybe though, you need to have a little bit of Star Wars in you to to have even picked up this comic because otherwise, I don't know why you would. In my opinion. interested in comics about doctors, and it piqued your interest. Um, I guess. <laughs> I I suppose. I mean, I understand what you mean, Adam. Like, you know, you're looking. It is a character that sits sort of really within the universe. That actually, you know, you she's introduced through Darth Vader, and she's, you know, she's. It's like a subsection of like the Star Wars, um, the Star Wars world that you know you'd probably only know if, um you were a star wars fan but then i suppose at the same time like picking up the one like issue one or she had a lightsaber then you'd know yeah but like picking up issue one you're gonna there's so much in there that i i personally feel that um that that pulls on 
other aspects that just isn't the Star Wars universe. So things like, you know, the the last part of the issue is that she's, you know, it goes into a, her time at university and like pulls upon those like something that's quite familiar, but from just something we all know, not just from Star Wars. So, I mean, coming on from this issue, Jordan, mm-hmm. what do you think about like? I mean, I know me and you were big fans of Buffy and Angel. Obviously, one spins off from the other. You enjoy like a spin-off series, like especially in the Star Wars world. Yeah, I, I mean, as much as I haven't watched any of the recent Star Wars movies, it, it's not because I'm avoiding them. It's just the situation hasn't arose, and I've not gone out of my way to. But reading Doctor Aphra, it gave me really big like connection vibes with uh, some of the old Star Wars games, the video games that I'd played a lot of. Like the whole her being like a scoundrel, it was very um I don't I don't know if any of you guys have played Knights of the Republic, but there's mm-hmm. a, a scoundrel called Atten and it's a very similar thing there. It's that it's that Han Solo kind of motif. And with the murder droids, there's a a robot that that you that is rebuilt by the main character who's like HK forty seven, who is a killer series droid so it had a lot of connections to that and i was like it reminded me of that where you've got evil versions of these characters so i agree i think i think a spin-off like this really is is good i i approve i agree it reminded me of remember the force unleashed games Mm. and the main the guy who you were he had a droid that was programmed to always try and kill him as well I yeah. think the droids are the thing in this whole issue that really took me by surprise, <laughs> especially the first issue where they're like, just like basically killing someone in a space toilet. Yeah, just I love then just. I can't. That is probably one of my favourite moments. The the line that I wrote, I wrote down, I just just thought it was really funny. The I'm just gonna go and feed the sarlacc. So yeah. like, <laughs> just like you know, just yeah the. It was proper sort of Star Wars sort of in joke, but like a little bit like you know I'm going to drop the kids off at the pool. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. It was funny. I actually I was not expecting that, and I did actually have a little chuckle when I when I saw like, cool. Let's just like take out this this guy. I just uh, yeah was not expecting that at all. For lack of a better name, because I no go. On. Yeah, yeah, no, just you carry on, you carry on. I was going to say, for lack of a better name, because I can't remember his name, but the evil Chewbacca, basically, the evil Wookiee, whatever he is, the evil looking one. Um, he's called, hang on, I've got it down somewhere. Santan. Yeah, he's Black Crack. Yeah, Black Crackantan. I butchered that then. I don't speak Wookiee, so that's my excuse. Yeah, it's like Satan. Um, Obviously, I mean, I like Star Wars talk, but obviously I would say nowhere near as much as you. What are the things he is fighting? The big hairy things? I can't remember. I cannot remember what they're called, but they're, you know, they're like, they're a similar race, but like, you know, they're like, they're, um, they're like a a bodyguard kind of race in the similar way that you would have a a Wookiee. But the whole thing with that whole section is that, you know, you never underestimate a Wookiee. Like they're this guy's got these two bodyguards, but even they are not strong enough to defeat a Wookiee. You know, like the whole thing in the Star Wars films is that you know the, the uh, 
a Wookiee can pull your arms out of your your sockets like within a second flat. Like, um, yeah, it. I thought that was just quite interesting and quite a nice link. To... Can I just ask what a Wookiee is? Is that the hairy fella? Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. Chewbacca. Okay. Chewbacca. Okay, cool. You know him, Adam. The guy's like. <laughs> yes, I, I actually know who that is now. Thanks. Please continue. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. Um. Yeah. So I, that that was just. I thought it was just quite interesting that you know, That's like, right. just keeping those links. Like you know that a Wookiee is like stronger than anything, really. <laughs> Hi everyone, thanks for listening. Hope you're enjoying it as much as we're enjoying recording it for you guys. Um, if you want to get in contact with us about anything regarding the show, then please do. You can contact us via email, zero to hero comics at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. So if you want to slide into our DMs or even just give us a tweet, then use the handle at Z2, that's the number two, H comics. Z2 H comics and that's on instagram and twitter and now back to the episode enjoy and welcome back tom issue 16 of dr afra talk to me um so the other reason sort of reason why for both the issues really is that um they both really set afra up as someone who sort of sits um, somewhere in the middle um, of sort of, she's not sort of sitting on the dark side. She's not sitting on the good side. She's, she's somewhere in the middle, you know, throughout all of her existence within the Star Wars universe, she sided with Luke. She sided with Darth Vader. She works for different crime syndicates. Um, you know, she this one in particular, like you know, she, she, she never ever settles on a side because she doesn't need to, um, and that she, you know, she she sort of runs by her sort of her, her own agenda, um, and I think that's what makes us makes us such a good strong character, um, so yeah, the, I mean, like this one, actually sixteen in particular, you know, the fact that she falls for. Um, an imperial, um, like an imperial uh, worker, so like an imperial soldier, um, the Magna, and she, she always falls for um, people who that sort of a, a little bit, um, sort of out out of her. What's the specific explaining it? Um, out of her. Um, the people that she can't have really um oh i know that and, feeling very well <laughs> <laughs> you know and she this one in particular really really shows that you know magna she works she's an imperial she's she works she's part of the empire um but we're sort of introduced quite, to i thought she was quite like she seems fun like do you know what i mean you yeah. read it and you're like okay like i think and that's again one of the things that kind of uh, Gillen does really well is that he just writes. Obviously, you know, it sounds obvious and it should be a you know a bare minimum, but he writes really good dialogue, 
And it's yeah. not necessarily the most compelling dialogue, but it's just the way they talk to each other I really like. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. She, she seems like someone I'd really like to go for a drink with, like hang out with. Yeah, you when mean, they're being, you mean quick to betray giant, people like... as well, so maybe not. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, mean she... I like the way they're fighting with monster, and she's like, I like your hat. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I like that. The, the like the hat, and they're also the bit with the um, in issue 16 with the um, pointy, sparkly thing. Oh. Mm. Okay, so with that bit, Tom, that really, really reminded me. I don't know if it reminded you of this, actually, Jordan. It really reminded me of like some of the the dialogue that happens in Buffy. Mm. They have like the thing like oh the 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 the, the tall spiky thing or whatever they have like it a was. proper name and they just they kind of they're quite friendly and quite oh it's this it's just this thing yeah 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 it's it's uh, it's definitely comes up for, you know the humor that comes from it in this in this issue is actually quite. Is quite good. I think that's where, like, you know, with what Max was saying about the fact that Gillen's so good at a very simple but effective dialogue. And I think um, the scene where they're sort of trapped and Magna and um, Afro are trapped, and she sort of leans on something. And that moment is like, what's what, what's that point in my back? And just have this Wait. moment where they're <laughs> yeah, <exactly>, literally. <laughs> literally um but you know then you have this sort of moment where they're um you just realize how comfortable they are with each other even though they sort of sit on these two different sides potentially she um also yeah, I re- um emilio liso's art is i mean it's nice art anyway but when they go for the kiss like it's uh, how they do it it's just like really nice like the artwork looks beautiful i got this written down it's just stunning it's just really celebratory um Mm. you know and i think a it's quite key to be like to have art like that in that moment because it is that first moment it was it was it predates the first gay kiss in the film um and i think um just you know the sweeping um sort of white sort of brush stroke that's above it and though the, the colors and just everything about that that panel is just for me really celebratory and just really it's it it, it was almost like when you're reading it it's like a, like a moment sort of paused in time and yeah, it, yeah. it looks so magical doesn't it like it like you know like that spark and like magic you get on a first kiss I think that's really yeah. highlighted really well in the artwork. Plus, it's given a whole page, isn't it? Like a, a full page spread. Yeah. Just just for this one particular moment. Yeah. I mean, if, if you Old pardon the pun of saying that it's explosive, it, it almost has that that the, the phrase you use, like celebratory, like it's like fireworks. Like mm. it, it's like for that moment, it, they aren't in some I don't know some underground dungeon, scared for their lives. It's just. Here is the celebration kind of thing. Definitely. And I you know, like exactly. you said, and that, I think like the firework moment in particular, like just you know, that the white brushstroke, your eyes just drawn to it. And I think that that for me is just it's almost yeah, that frozen in moment time, which we've all sort of had felt in that that kind of moment ourselves. So 
yeah absolutely and like the way that the um the white brush strokes are there like the firework moment the way that it's positioned the the bulk of it at the top sort of right hand side of that particular page it really then draws you into to their faces um to mm. really like draw you into the kiss yeah 100 percent. especially the little leading the panel just before where their eyes lock and they could have I'm glad they embraced it. They could have gone their eyes like, like, oh, will they, won't they? And then something else happens or they cut away or, but I'm, I, they kind of, they gave it the time and the credit it deserves. 100%. Definitely. Here's a, here's a question, Tom. And obviously, obviously this is just your opinion on it. So I don't feel too much pressure to answer for the whole world. Why do you think Star Wars as a franchise waited so long to have some kind of lgbtq representation it's really difficult and i've i've thought about this quite a lot because you know i i do that i mean there has always been a representation you know c3po that you know he has always yeah. been that, that representation but you know it's it's not I think, you know, I wonder whether that, you know, especially in the 70s and 80s, whether there was a fear, you know, that this came out in a, a, a time that was really quite rocky and not a great time for the LGBT community. And the world was sort of scared of of that community. And I think the to, to have any kind of character like that in the 80s and and definitely into the 90s you're you you're it was was then seen as trying to potentially alienating quite a lot of your audience and um that however however wrong that looks upon like for us that how wrong that looks for us now at the time was a serious consideration and you know it is wrong but uh, you know i sort of hope that now we start to see um a huge change in this you know i, I think even in the episode one episode two and episode three the late 90s and early noughties it was it was still too early um and i think um i think what for me, I, I do think though that now we that I think sometimes, especially within the films, that we're making tentative steps. Um, I do think a really big step does need to be made. Um, you know, there was lots of rumors that Finn and Poe were going to be in some kind of um, relationship. Um, I think it was it was a hopeful thing. I, I don't think it was actually any, it was another, no, no more than sort of like a, a brotherly kind of relationship. Um, but I think there was a lot of fans who were very hopeful for that, but I, 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 I don't think it would have been right for those two characters personally, but I do think we are at a place now that we're, where it, it needs to happen um, and not be, a tiny sort of cameo character. Um, but I think even like with Dr. Afra, it was quite obvious that, you know, Gillen had to make very tentative steps himself. Um, 
know, the first issue was a very quick snap moment and it wasn't until issue 16 that that we had that first proper moment with Afra. Um, so, you know, it was, I, I think it is something that they're all, the Star Wars writers and Star Wars um, producers are always going to be quite cautious about, but I do hope that we will get some kind of proper representation um, in the near, near future, especially with the amount of stuff they've got coming out in the next 10 and years. I, obviously, maybe this is a very narrow-minded view, and of course, obviously, everyone listening, I can only talk from my own spectrum of experience. But I feel like having, you know, two gay characters kiss, for Star Wars especially, is not out of the realm of possibility. Seeing as I find, you know, I can't, I can believe, I can believe, obviously, a, a humanoid, you know, a man and a man, a woman and a woman, whatever your orientation is, would hook up like and I don't I get what you mean I just don't see why they, they found it so unbelievable but also I get obviously especially the original trilogy of it is of its time definitely and I think you know we are that there's potential for current characters um that uh, that could um, be portrayed um, more as LGBT characters. I do think, that especially with Mandalorian, um, the character Cara Dune. I think potentially, you know, if, if what's happened hadn't happened, if I don't know what's going to happen with that character story arc now, but um, you know, he's been sent off world. Ha, ha, ha. She has. Um, yeah. You know, it it. it, it I, I do think we're we're on the cusp of it, and I and I think it should be it, it's something that we should be looked forward to now. And I think um, I think Star Wars is definitely there. Where they've they've solved the female representation. Um, I think when it comes to um, having strong female characters as leads, not all, however, however strong Princess Leia was. In my opinion, she has she. There was always a bit of a damsel in distress kind of moment, yeah. especially in the first film. Um, you know the you know when you catch like Ray and um, the main characters from Rogue One, they're they're both really strong female characters. They've solved this now. They, this is their their next step. Um, I just hope they're not going to be as tentative as they have been over the last few years. That's all. Yeah, definitely. I think so, Adam. Obviously, especially I want to ask you, Adam, just because we're on Star Wars anyway, and I feel like I can't not ask you. Adam, are you dark side or light side? <laughs> oh, um, I don't know, to be honest. Pick Whatever you pick, Jordan's going to come at you. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I may challenge and ask questions. Um, well, Go I'm on, a good Adam. boy, Go. so I'm guessing. Well, I'm a good boy, so maybe I'll be light side, but with a with a with a dark okay. twist. Ooh. I can be naughty. I can be naughty when I want to be. <laughs> yeah, that's this sounds like your dating. Well. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like your dating profile. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, well, maybe that should be my dating profile. I might get a bit more luck. Yeah. yeah, I'm on the light side, but I can be naughty if I want to. <laughs> 
I would have I would have loved that if like in the in the movies they just retconned it and they're like Darth Vader, you can no longer be because you're just a bit too naughty. You're too naughty for us to handle. Jordan, what about you? I know you're a massive Jar Jar Binks fan. Oh, I will hear no such rumors spread about me. Um, I'll be honest, as much as I don't really follow much of the Star Wars universe cinematically with all the games and kind of some of the, the, the cartoons and that, Grey Jedi, right down the middle. Because I, I think that's the best way okay, to be. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Light Sword or Dark Side, both, they have valid points, but they're both such extremes. Yeah. That that I I don't think anyone in their right mind can really fit into either one perfectly. I think, yeah, Grey Jedi for me, or like right down the middle. If I was like in like if it was Jedi or Sith, like Force user wise, you're sort of like almost Tom. like a you're like a Qui Gon Jinn kind of character, aren't you? Like a mm. like he, he was my favorite. Uh, he was my mm. favorite. Yeah. Who, who would I like Liam Neeson? Well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I feel a, a deep connection with with him in particular. Like, Adam, I, you, I, might, you might actually kill me, Adam, if I say this, but I think you're more of a Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. Like, I legit have no idea who these people are. So, he's the is that the one with the long tongue? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel. I think of all the things you could have listed of Jar Jar Binks, Adam, I think you've picked one of his better qualities. He's a good swimmer, I think. Yeah. He can jump oh, yeah, pretty he's... well. That's cool. I can jump. I can I can swim. Jump? I've never seen you jump the entire time I've known you. I can Actually, jump. yeah, thinking about that, Adam, I, thinking about that, Adam, you know, yeah, the whole time we've known each other from university to later life, I actually don't think I've ever seen you jump. Maybe he can't. Can you jump? I can, of course I can bloody jump. I think I am. <laughs> Tom, Adam, actually. On this episode. On, when we release this episode, Adam, can we upload to our Instagram a really short video of you jumping? <laughs> Just to prove you can. I jumped up that one time. I slid it in. Slid? Slid it? I slid into the mud on that run we did. It's falling over though, just jumping. Uh, <laughs> well, it jumped back up after falling over. Oh. <laughs> On the topic of yeah, Jar yeah. Tom, have you read the? Uh, I think it was on Reddit. I saw it. This internet rumor where apparently Jar Jar Binks is a master force user, and like yeah. he's actually been sneaking around behind the the scenes. Have you so, seen yeah, that online? He, I have, I've read it quite a few times. So like the whole idea that he's potentially a Sith Lord, yeah. and that he, he, um, that he masterminded all of the, um, the stuff that happened in Episode Three. You know, like he actually, he purposely like made like really awful decisions about like giving the Emperor more powers and all that kind of thing, just because he wanted to see the the Jedi fall, um. Yeah, I have seen that. He's thoughts. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I think he's. Um, I think he's just a, a just a fool. I don't yeah, think he's actually. That's fair. I don't think he's a Sith Lord. I'm here for it, I love it. I love a good fan theory. I'm here for it. 
I do. I do think, I think he. True. I think he potentially probably is a lot more intelligent than he makes out, and they sort of play on that a little bit on a Clone Wars episode, where he he goes off and like he like goes off. There's like a distant planet where the the ruler only trusts Jar Jar Binks, and um, it was the only ep- it's the only time where actually they were actually really dealt delved into him as a character um, and given him anything that was not just slapstick comedy um, and yeah it was it was good and I you, you, you did feel a little bit for him but yeah I I'm like most Star Wars fans I, I I just wish he'd never existed to be perfectly honest I think that's fair that's fair oh my god I hope you guys don't feel like that about me if I'm him God. Well, you oh, we, we, until we see you jump, we'll just not know. Fine. The next time I see you, I will jump. How's about that then? I don't know what I'm going to jump for or jump to or jump for joy, obviously, for seeing us. Oh yeah, that'll be it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, Adam. We're at that time of the show. I'm reading this issue of comic books. Would you go out and buy a comic book? Still a no, I'm afraid. Oh, I really I want the Tom to I cut him off. Into... I really I... want the Tom to cut him off. <laughs> I really can't <laughs> buy into Star Wars. I really can't. I just, it's just not in me. I just can't do it. No, because you, because enough. you get motion sickness. Because I get motion sickness. Not just that. I just, I, I just, I don't know. I just think it's bollocks. I can't. I just can't. But do you, really... why don't do you get motion sickness like just in general life? Well, not when I'm walking along. But like, but yes, like I, I do, I do on a, I do on a boat. Only when he jumps. The car. I, I can't read, so I, well, I can read, but I can't read when I'm uh, <laughs> traveling. So I could never be someone that works on the train or can read a book in the car because it just makes me feel nauseous, like to fuck. So I just can't. Yeah, I get motion sickness very easily. Hello. Also, we'll keep it on the recording. As Adam was explaining his reason for getting my Tom left the call, and I've just added him back in. And I, the way I viewed that was Tom. Tom. The way I viewed that was Tom just didn't want to listen. He was like, just let me know when yeah. it's over." I definitely but left. Speaking of my, my... sickness, Adam, hold mm. on to your butt because you're about to have your mind blown with the amount of reading I need you to do for next week. So, oh, okay. ne- next week, we're talking about, I think, kind of Canadian superhero we're talking about. Those, obviously, especially with the Pride Month theme that we're going on, you, those who are in the know, and you will be by this time next week, Adam, we're going to be talking North Star, who is a Canadian superhero who was in the Canadian version of the Avengers called Alpha Flight. He's had a very very storied past with some downs, especially with his sexuality through how it's portrayed in the comics, slash just his own issues that he's been going through. Next week, you are going to be reading it. There's, don't get me wrong, there's some bits of it you need to read, but you'll be reading Alpha Flight, issue 42, issue 50, issue 106, 
and Astonishing X-Men 51. Max, that sounds like a lot of words. That's a lot of words. How much time <laughs> did the guy have? A lot of words. But it will, especially when the, the bits that we're going to go into next week, Adam, you'll, you'll have want to have read it because there's a lot of controversy and a lot of interestingness as well. So I think you'll like it. Is that a word? It is now. I'm not. I'm embracing <laughs> it. I'm embracing it. But thank you so much for giving us in-depth education on Star Wars and Doctor Aphra. It's been great yeah, having you. Thank you for having me. All right. Is there anything you want to plug to the people out there? Asked. You still there? Yeah, we're all still here. Yeah, we're yeah, still, still here. here, Tom. That's all right. I think it went out. It might be my internet, actually. Don't say that. Max will never live it down. He'll be like, it's everyone else's <laughs> fault. It's everyone else's fault. Exactly. I'll be writing my like manifesto about how it wasn't me. But, um, yeah, <laughs> anything you want to plug here on here, Tom? Um, so I have um, a Disney Instagram page, which is the Slimming Disney Fan. Um, it's a little bit of Slimming World, a little bit of Disney, a little bit of Star Wars. Um, I am also in the process of starting my own podcast. Um, yeah. it, it, we're, called, um, we're, we'll make a dis, a dis nerd out of you. And it'll be my friend Poppy and I who will be educating each other um, on our Disney um, and what um, Disney was like for us. Because there's about 10 years difference between us. So our versions of Disney and what we love about Disney are very different. So, yeah. Um, yeah, exciting times coming ahead. Oh, that sounds interesting. Oh, I will subscribe. I hope on as a guest, Tom. Um, yeah. And- so don't forget, we are on Instagram and Twitter. Um, it's the same handle. So it's Z2, that's the number two, H Comics. That's Z2H Comics. And if you want to get in contact with us, um, this series, um, as all of these episodes are being released, or Pride Month, use the same hashtag, which is Z2H Pride Month. Perfect. Right, until next week, guys, on listening, have a happy Pride Month. Before we end, can we end on a Wookiee sound? Yeah. I don't know what that is. I'll go first. (laughs) We'll all harmonise. Should we do like... All right, yeah, I'll do... We'll do like a Wookiee harmony. Or, you know, like (laughs) when people go like... You know when people go like, hello, hello... I'll start and then you'll come in. Ready? Oh, I'll come also, in. Also, for anyone listening, then. For anyone <laughs> listening to this, if you're driving, I would really recommend turning this down. It's just going to be a distraction <laughs> while you're driving. All right, I'll start. <clears throat> Ready? Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see yours, Adam. Don't know what's going on, mate. <laughs> oh, no. It's like a hummingbird. Phone's yeah, ringing. So someone's old school rotary phone is ringing. <laughs> right. Oh, right. happy Pride, everyone. Once Pride Month. <laughs> yeah, it's made mine. What a way to end the episode. Happy Pride Month, everyone. Happy Pride Month. Happy Bye. Pride Month. See you next week. Bye.